I'm Vince Roca. Did he say venti mocha? And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is super special guest Martin Bailey. Yes. My one fan is here. Yay. What's going on, man? Uh, Doing good. All right, I am recording. I had to make sure. Yay, we're recording. I'm I'm balancing a couple of things here. Our our listener uh, doesn't know that. (laughs) Ow, crap. I hit the desk. Um, What's new? Okay, so we're going to talk about movies and we're going to talk about Oscars. You got pneumonia, so we didn't do movie day, nor did we really, we didn't watch any movies here. It was crazy. Um, And I had been working like crazy, so uh, I I don't even remember the last time that I uploaded a podcast. Um, It's been a while. But uh, uh, you got pneumonia. So before we talk about movies, I guess let's catch up a bit. You got pneumonia, um, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. I was out. I was out for about six weeks. First, it started off with bronchitis, then it went into pneumonia. I couldn't do shit for, what, like about three or four weeks. So, all in all, it was about six or seven weeks. I was, like, on a couch. And you're fine again? Um, I'm about, like, 98, 99%. You know, it's still, like, building the lungs again. It's, like, a pain in the ass. Just, like, walk down the street. You know? It's, fuck. (laughs) It's hard. All right, all right, the last time you and I podcasted, <clears throat> June 19th. I was about to say, it's probably June or July, like Mart- sometime in the summer. Yeah. Uh, Martin's Summertime Movies, and I, as I'm looking at it on the website, I actually, I accidentally added an E to your name. Nice. Mart- oh, maybe I, was, maybe I was doing that, Martin. I might, we might have been <laughs> talking about that. I probably did that on purpose. Nice. Um, and the last time I podcasted with Michael was actually November 12th. Um, yeah. So pneumonia and you're, I mean, you're, you're no longer have pneumonia. I, I don't have it, but it's just like, you're just you're, trying to get back into the God, swing of like, things when you can't even walk to the kitchen without hurting. It's once you start quote unquote feeling better, it's still, it's like seven weeks, not doing shit. It's like, God damn. And it, you, it, felt, it felt like I smoked like 10 packs a day. And I mean, you, I can, I can honestly say, have that you ever been a smoker? No, you never, but it was like that kind of like, ugh. Just not even lackadaisical or lazy. It's like you just you can't do anything. Uh-huh. So it's like for a couple of weeks there, I'm like, I'm feeling good. And I'll go to the store. Right. And I'd be winded and fucking gassed and have to go back home and sit and down for a while. It was that. like the weirdest feeling. You're like, oh, my God. I know I'm out of shape, but fuck. You know, I'm like, I'm not that out of shape. And you're like, yeah, you are. Your lungs are just dead because you're pneumonia, you know, pneumonia and bronchitis. Right. So. I got pneumonia a long time ago, but I I really don't remember what the effects. I mean, a long time ago. Uh, well, there's so many different kinds of pneumonia too. I don't like remember the walk, what the there's like three or four stages, like three or four different kinds. Freaking flu so, is killing people yeah. though today. I yeah. mean, like like we're in flu season, yeah. like death flu season is. Uh, and of course, that's what I got. So like a lot of my friends were. Texting. Oh, you got the flu too? No, no. Like, yeah, we're, like we're texting. Oh, yeah, They're yeah. like, "Oh my god, you have like the flu and pneumonia." I'm like, "I don't have flu." And they're like, "Okay, good." Because if you do go to the, ho- I'm like, I'm not going to go to the hospital. That's where everybody has the flu. I'm like, why the fuck would I go there? I, I, I've <clears> been, I've been, I was working and so knee deep in work that I didn't pay attention to the flu season killing anybody or whatever. Oh I, yeah, there's like I had a, no, yeah. I had no idea what was going on in news mostly. Yeah. But like a a week ago, I read a story about a uh, a healthy high school teacher, or no kindergarten teacher or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like thirty. Mm-hmm. And she died of of of, uh, of the flu. The flu. Yeah. So I didn't know it was, it was yeah. that dangerous, but yeah, yeah. So. so so yeah, that's what I was going through. I was just like sick, sick, sick. Didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to go anywhere. And now I'm like, cool. I'm up and I can actually do stuff. So uh, you must have been able to manage to watch every Oscar screen you have. I actually did your 
normal thing. I probably watched about 80, 85 movies. Not all of them. Really? Because most of them suck, or I just wasn't into it all. Uh-huh. Um, so I wasn't even in the mood to finish. And I'm like, eh, I'll get back to it whenever. Okay. Especially if it goes to cable. But, right. You know, it's like some of the movies never heard of. You know, I did the whole, I gave it 15, 20 minutes and stopped. I believe there's only two that we gave up on completely. Hmm. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> you yeah. tend to watch it for other reasons, not just for the movie though. You're no, more, I, you're, you're I, sometimes a technical person. I too, will give so. up on, I will yeah, give no, up no, no, on absolutely. But I'm just saying you're as much of a technical, you know, person I am, you know, when it comes to movies, obviously you're always looking at through a different eye. All right. So let's, uh, let's look at the Oscar list then. Here we yeah. go. Um, so, uh, best, we'll go from the lower categories on up yeah. best sound editing, uh, uh that's your shit. blade runner, Dunkirk, um, star Wars, shape of water, uh, baby driver and oh, Dunkirk star more than one person gets dominated, uh, sound editing. So basically blade runner, Dunkirk and star Wars and shape of water. Oh, and baby driver, mm-hmm. uh, baby driver did have good sound editing. Dunkirk had fantastic yeah. sound editing. Um, it was a little ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I don't know that Blade Runner had anything special. I haven't seen Star Wars the last. Blade Runner was yet. just more mute. It was a lot of. Oh, it sounded music. great. I mean, but I don't know that it was anything amazing. special. Yeah, and Shape of Water was great, but I don't know that it was anything special. I, I think a lot of the the like the for technical reasons, like the monster sounded really great. The water. Anytime he was in and out, like the, it, the all the special effects and everything yeah. had great sound. No, so. I guess you could say that Dunkirk was really just uh, bullets and battle again. So what is that much different than Saving Private Ryan? But possibly, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm but then sure it, to me, it also comes down to you know if you can actually hear people talk and stuff. That's why some of these big popcorn, you know, like Star Wars and everything. It's just like there's so much fucking sound. And there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you get lost and like. Did you hear what that guy said? I have no idea what he just said. Yeah, a lot of people have problems or, with, uh, you know, what was it, Interstellar from a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect I example. Because, like, like, it was really good and everything, but I'm like, I'm going to have to watch that movie again, but probably in, like, ten years, because <laughs> there's just so fucking heavy. But there's a lot, a lot of that movie that was just, you couldn't understand because of the noise and the wind. And I was expecting, Dun- I'm not a big Chris Nolan fan, and I was expecting, people said that uh, Dunkirk uh, also has, had sound issues. I, it, it sounded fantastic yeah. here, and I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, um, it's funny. I have I've had a problem with Chris Nolan movies because I pick them apart while I'm watching yeah. them. Okay, Dunkirk had problems, but I kept just letting him go and letting him go, and I didn't realize I was letting him go until the following day. I was telling a, a friend of mine that I was working with that I watched <laughs> Dunkirk and what I thought. And in that regurgitating of Dunkirk, I was like, but then this but happens, then. but yeah, then but this then. happens, but then this. And I realized, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. there is a, an enormous amount of holes in this movie, too. Yeah. Um, but well, I still enjoy it. It's such a wild story, and there's so much folklore behind it that it's kind of, I guess that's what happened with the movie. You know, it's just like, what's true, what other people, thought, you know. I liked it. Thing. Oh, yeah. No. I ultimately liked it, yeah. even though I know there's a lot of problems with it. I thought it yeah. was fun. Um, best makeup. Did you end up, have you watched wonder? Uh, no, I haven't watched watched wonder Wonder. yet either. I did watch darkest hour and I'm glad that I watched Dunkirk before I watched darkest hour. Um, I feel like I had a much better sense of what's going on. The importance of darkest hour. What happened there? Um, because Winston Churchill is just, you know, not important to Americans and, and American history, even though he really is. Um, he is nowadays. 
Well, he always he was, has been, but he's. But we, he was one hundred percent right about killing Nazis, and now we have a Nazi uh, for president. So there, he he's was, he's know. always mentioned in uh, our history, yeah, and with the Nazis, but his importance is downplayed because, as the typical Americans, we came in with the big swinging dicks and you know finished everything off and mm-hmm. take credit for the for winning oh, it. Of course. But anyway, Darkest Hour is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the makeup is ridiculous because, like, again, Gary Oldman. Yeah, he looked fantastic. I mean, Gary Oldman can kind of do whatever, and he's never really Gary Oldman. He's, like, such a good actor. He'll be that person. Yeah. But that fucking makeup, it's like some of those scenes, it's eerie because you're just like, you know it's Gary Oldman. But holy crap. Like, the makeup is insane. The costume and, like, everything. Like, everywhere he walks, everywhere he talks and everything. You're just like, that's no way that's Gary Ullman. It's mm-hmm. like, that is so good when they can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's great when it's not CGI or lighting effects or, you know, other things adding on. It's literally a handful of makeup people and a wardrobe person. And the director just like, boom, go. And you're like, who the hell is that? That's Churchill. Yeah, his, his performance and his, ma- I mean, his performance was fantastic. The makeup was fantastic. I thought the movie was a little too talky. It, yeah, I wish there was more, t- especially t- after you watch Dunkirk and you know all of this crazy stuff that's going on. Right. Like you know, you don't want to be so talky. But yeah. Uh, and then Victoria and Abdul. I haven't watched that yet. No. Um, I really do want to see it. I just. It's one of those on the whenever it comes to cable list for me. It looks super it, yeah, cute. Yeah. It looks like it'll just be an enjoyable yeah. movie. Um, but I think Darkest Hours, yeah, gonna, yeah. gonna get that one. Even Best, though, the, even though what they did with the kid is amazing too, in Wonder, like I, mean, I haven't I've watched seen, it. I haven't I seen the movie, know. but I've seen like the special effects around it and the the makeup effects. Are, oh, I don't, I don't even. Yeah, know. a lot of prosthetic. Yeah, and it's all again hands on prosthetic. Uh, Best production production design: Shape of Water, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Darkest Hour, and oh, that's it. I think it's just multiple people are nominated. <laughs> Sarah Greenwood is nominated for Beauty and the Beast and nominated for Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Katie Spencer is nominated for Beauty and the Beast and nominated for Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I'm, I, my money is on Katie and Sarah winning no. one of these awards, either Shape, for Beauty Shape and the Beast. <laughs> I agree. Best production design, Shape of Water. I mean, they created a world. Yeah. Um, Several worlds. Yeah. and Her uh, worlds. You know, Richard Jenkins' apartment, that little world. Yeah. And then the office. And then... The monsters world. But. So I, I'm guessing Shape of Water was your favorite of the year. Um, it's up there. I mean, it's. I mean, again, Molly's game is still just in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that was just phenomenal. Aaron Sorkin. I think Aaron Sorkin has always been and always will be a genius. He's just on another planet mm-hmm. when it comes to things. And Molly's game just. I've seen it twice all the way through, and I've seen pieces, and I've seen interviews, and like they all have like a set piece, and you're like, God damn, dude, that just. You know. I just I know how much you love the monster movie and no I do Shape like, of Water is she, is, a, yeah, is a romantic monster movie yeah it's, um, it's, which by the way way more nudity in that movie than yeah. I would expect yeah yeah Guillermo went a little crazy <laughs> he was just like well we're gonna make a rated R movie here and you're like it's very rated R uh, and so. it really didn't need to be yeah well it was it was I. I, I who knows I mean I think, I'm okay with it I think the I, financiers I, wanted I like an adult movie. Yeah, and okay. he gave them an adult movie. He didn't want like a kiddie, you know, monster movie. Like maybe I don't know, but it totally could have been right. Um, it could have been PG thirteen very yeah. easily. Uh, I, it's she's such a weird character. I fell in love with her in Ma- Matt Mod Mod. Yeah. I want to say Maudie because um, I see the die in my head. I fell in love with her in Mod, which is an odd thing to do because um, she's like borderline mental, like. 
challenged mm-hmm. or whatever, but you just you just want to hold her and protect her, mm-hmm. and she's just so fantastic. And then here she is in Shape of Water, you know, boobs, and I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, exactly. This. Yeah, it was a little weird. I'm very confused. It was, yeah, it was a little offsetting because I, I was the same thing. Yeah. I saw you said see, I'm like, I saw the mod for, Monty. and they were nice boobs, but I, I was just like, first, I don't know how I feel about. And a few weeks later, this. I see Shape of Water. I'm like, right. oh, oh, uh, what? Wait, <laughs> yeah, what I don't know how I feel. About so yeah, it was a little weird. Um, I guess it's like. It's like seeing your really attractive cousin naked. No, I don't, I don't know, know how to, to feel there. about this. I don't want to go there. That's gross. <laughs> You're weird. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, oh, best production design. There's another page here that I didn't see. Oh. Also included is Blade Runner Dunkirk. No. I, yeah, Shape of Water. Still. See, now, okay, quick question, because you're a technical person when it comes to, like, production design and everything. See, Beauty and the Beast and Blade Runner, so much of that is, like, CGI or added on, like, matte painting, like, there's so much there. Is that fair to like a film like Shape of Water, which I mean, obviously had some CGI and had some stuff in scenes, but like you walk into his world, that layer, that weird office when the door, that big huge door opens, and you walk in and it's like this the big pool there. I don't see CGI. I don't see all the magic. And then you look at Beauty and the Beast and all that shit, and you're like, these are green screens. You know, it's like same with Star Wars. They're green screens and green people, and yeah. it's like again. I, I don't know the specifications of what production and design is supposed to do, but I'm like, a lot of that is computers. And it's not... Right, but production design is not the physical making. Production design is the, okay, is it... is the concept. Okay. Is you came up with this world. Okay. So whether that you come up with a world that is CGI or, or practical world, it right. does, you're still coming up with a world from scratch. Okay. Um, I'm just always like a practical person, yeah. so I like when they can actually do the practical. Harry Potter you know? or Lord of the Rings are fantastic as far as production design goes. Yeah, but there's a because, lot of practical in Lord of the Rings, but too. But whether it's, whether added, it's CGI or not, right. I mean, these are still worlds that okay. just did not exist. Yeah, because um, I don't know all the specific, like, what... I mean, you really means. couldn't, like, to say that Star Wars had great production design is a little weird because, I mean, it's outer space. It does exist, and, you know... But they're literally a, walking in a green screen, and it's like you can yeah. kind of make up... As but like Hogwarts or yeah, Hogwarts you know, and two trees battling in the two towers is like like this didn't exist, right. Right. whether okay. it's CG or practical. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, best sound mixing: mm. uh, Star Wars, Shape of Water, Dunkirk. Um, uh, those are I already said those. Blade Runner, Baby Driver, Baby Driver. Well, I haven't seen Star Wars yet. The sound mix of Blade Runner is good. You didn't get it. Did you get Star Wars? Did you bring it? Oh, today? you didn't go to the movie thing. Oh, that's right. I forget. You didn't want to go to the movie. No, fuck. I've been. I was working. Whatever. I barely was able to Take get through. Two hours out of your I haven't even gotten to Victoria and Abdul. Oh Jesus. Um, I I wa- I haven't watched as many movies as I usually do. Uh, did you get Star Wars this year? I have no idea. All the stuff that he has. Um, he took a box with him, so I have uh, no idea what he took. Uh, so I haven't seen Star Wars. Blade Runner's sound mixing is good. Shape of Water sound mixing is good. I assume Star Wars probably is as well. I'm going to say they're going to throw a wrench in this, and this is going to go for Baby Driver, which was stellar considering mm-hmm. the movie that it is. Blade Runner, you expect Blade Runner, Star Wars, Shape of Water, you expect good sound mixing. Yeah, they should. Yeah, Baby Driver is a movie about bank heists, mm-hmm. and you don't expect. I guess well, Heat is a bank heist and has fantastic sound mixing, but. Um, I think, but to, it, mix I think in the like, mu- to mix in that music, all the layers that, you know, that were going on, it's, it's pretty incredible sound. Baby driver definitely deserves a, uh, uh, I mean, best director award, even though he's not going to get it. Cause it really came from 
I mean, the concept. Well, like Eric, they yeah, they Gardner didn't is. fix that in the edit. He's awesome. Um, they, uh, yeah, this. I don't think he's done a bad thing. So yeah, I'm always on his side. All right, I need to change list here. This list is too hard to read. <laughs> the Google list is a pain in the ass. The Google? Here. Did you go on the Google? Yeah, because it's the one you know when you search and then you get the top yeah, yeah. of Google there. Um, you didn't go to the Oscars? No, guy. now I'm at the Oscars thing. I just, it just came up and I was yeah. like, oh, this is easy. It had little pictures and I thought, you know, this will make life easier. But uh, all right, so I don't know where. It, so now I'm looking at the Oscar list. So, uh, God damn it, does this not have? There's visual <laughs> sound mixing. Technical sound difficulties. All right, so this is in a different order. Uh oh, <sighs> these bastards. Uh-oh. So now we're going to jump down to writing, original okay. screenplay. There you go. Uh, the Big Sick. Uh, really good. Yeah, Big Sick was fantastic. God, good. Uh, Get Out. Um, really good. Get Out is a great horror movie, but it's not a great movie. No, 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 no absolutely. Um, it, it's it's definitely the, the B movie. It's definitely uh, a, a take back to the 70s, you know, uh, lady- with, with, not, with no schlock, which I liked. That's why I'm probably why, why I liked Get Out so much. Like, they went for a good creepy or a good scare. They didn't go for, you know, the cheap shot. Mm. I liked it. I just don't think it's a great movie. Um, So, original writing, original screenplay, Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Mm. Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Mm. Um, First, uh, Three Billboards, the ending screws the movie up. So, there's no way that's getting writing screenplay. Um, I don't know. I think Three Billboards, I think I might get best picture. Yeah. Shape of Water is a fantastic original screenplay and is probably the most deserving out yeah. of this list. Big Sick is a good movie. Is a I don't think it's a great movie. It's a good movie. I enjoy it. It's a Big good story. It's a good story. I love the it's, that it's, it's a real story. Yeah, it's based exactly. on their real meeting or their real relationship. Yeah. Um Lady Bird, I don't understand why everybody thinks it's so fantastic. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying before we went on air. I was like this is definitely like the year of the woman. Yeah. So any any film with girls, female story, woman story. Lady Bird really has the highest out. rate is the highest rating on uh, Fanda or Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes ever. Yeah, and Edge of Seventeen from last year is ten times better than Lady Bird. To me, yeah, I would have to. Agree. I mean, I I was so I confused. Of, I will watch the Seventeen movie. I'll anytime. watch Seventeen movie twenty like, more times yeah, in my life. Anytime. I will never watch Lady Bird again. No. Although I it's thought good. it was good. Yeah, exactly. I love the relationship yeah. between her and her mom, but yeah. I was just like. I don't. It's it's just it's one of those things. It's, it's clicking with a good chunk of people across the board, like here in Europe and like other places. It's really clicking with people, and it's like that's great. It's a good story, and you you enjoy it. But then it comes down to it's like, well, I don't. When it comes to certain films, it's like sometimes you just need to see it once. I understand that, but sometimes you want to just like throw a movie on, or you're flipping channels. Oh, this is on. I'll right. watch it for a few minutes. I'll never sit through any part of Lady Bird again because you're like, mm, yeah. yeah. You're just like, and I like both of them. And you're like, eh, I don't really care. Um, writing adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. So this is adapted from other works. Yeah. Um, Call Me By Your Name. No. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> the, no. The Disaster Artist, mm. Logan, mm. Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Uh, I haven't watched Mudbound yet. Uh, Logan. Logan is the Wolverine. Logan is really, really solid story. Lo- Logan's Wolverine and the girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Because yeah, I get confused really. with Logan... Lost Logan or Lucky Lucky Logan is another movie that no. just came out. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. That, I saw that. Um, I thought it was it was good. It wasn't. Yeah, I Molly's mean, Game's gonna win that. Um, although the game. thing about Molly's Game is it's just Aaron, it's Sorkin being Sorkin again. So I'm not sure. I would love it to see it go to the Disaster Artist. Um, I don't know what happened there. 
but they, they what I, happened there is they sold their soul to the devil because and they got fucked this year because me too like, you know it's like three or four awards and you're like that's easily the best movie of the year by far like i'll watch that the, movie the disaster artist yeah, yeah. disaster I'll, I'll watch that movie i can watch that movie 10 times in a row and still enjoy it yeah and it's that and molly's game are probably the only two um only because of the stories. Uh, so best mo- best again, picture they're, they're of the year stories, for me so. is Molly's Game. Uh, Disaster Artist beats Molly's Game. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, like, it's right there. Uh, and Shape of Water, I thought, was yeah, pretty fantastic like, yeah. as far as movie. Baby Driver, I really dug as well. So there are, I mean, those three. Um, but it's funny. Call Me By Your Name. You, you winced at. I was so looking forward. Like, I heard such good yeah. things. I was looking forward to a movie that was going to make me go... Oh, over two guys. I really was. That yeah, movie yeah, is I mean, such a piece of shit. Yeah, it was just it was it was it was bland as hell. And it's I just, terribly like, bland. Yeah. It there was were... like it was so watered down that I was I was actually shocked that those people didn't walk off set. Like, can we spice this up again? Like, I read the script and it's spicy and it's fun, right? Or it's sad or you know something. And what the hell are we doing here? Like, some of those scenes, you're like. Those people are literally just like making a paycheck. It was just like they were boring. They didn't want to be there. There was no oomph to any of these scenes. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, just, I, had, so, I yeah. had so many problems. The out of place American Pie Peach <laughs> that like has like, so he just finished watching American Pie and was like, we need to fuck a fruit as well. Right. And I was like, this is not the movie for that. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, the, oh, let's do something. And you're like, no, it's. And then the, the, payoff to that was not sexy like i couldn't could you imagine you're funny but okay so he comes he comes in a peach and then army hammer eats the cum right and if that was a male and female in a non-pornographic movie it'd be disgusting right so i was like where is that how is yeah i just that's not romantic yeah i didn't get i didn't like Brokeback Mountain was way more romantic, and I didn't see any romance in that movie. Right, but it's like yeah, it, and I think the tone of the film was off too. Like where Brokeback Mountain, it's like a really good tone. At least you're, you know, like at least it was believable. It was like forty minutes too long, but yeah, it was too um, long. Brokeback Mountain to me was like they weren't in love. Yeah, they, they were just best friends right. who were gay for the stay. Right. Which made I mean, there was, like, there, was some, there was like something there. There was it's something like, there, but I but mean, like this movie it was just like it wasn't even like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't believable. Like sometimes you see a rom com or whatever, or a romantic drama like this, and you're like, well, those two people would never hook up. You you would just immediately, I can't believe this movie because that it's like not even that. You're just like, I don't know. It was just it was yeah. just bland as hell. And I was like, I was a little shocked because the to the trailer, you, you like you, I mean, your editors and people who make trailers. I mean, they really spoofed that movie up. To Call whole, me by your name. To a whole different. I'm like the trailer. I'm like was way up here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I mean, obviously we're on a podcast, but the the trailer was incredible. And right. I'm like, I really want to see this. And about 40 minutes in, I'm like, what what happened to the trailer? It's like, such a bad movie. Yeah, it was just really. Bleh. I hated it. <laughs> um, visual effects. Uh, I don't think I did. We go over this. No, we didn't go over this one. Uh, Blade, Runner, Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Kong Skull Island, which I really want to see, but I haven't watched yet. That looks mm. so funny. Um, well, because yeah. uh, I, I think of uh, What's-His-Face from Walk Hard. Um, oh, John C. Do, John C. Riley yeah. going, you guys really shouldn't have come here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just like that. It's awesome. It. 
Um, I haven't seen Kong Skull Island. Star Wars again. War for the Planet of the Apes, which I haven't watched yet. Um, War's good. So I don't know. I mean, Blade Runner. Yeah, sure. Blade Runner is just. It just can't, it's I can't really comment. World. I would say best visual effects is probably. Uh, um, what's the David Fincher Mine Hunter? Mine Hunter on the t- the show oh, yeah, Mine Hunter yeah. no. because there's so many visual effects in that that you have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> are visual effects. Yeah. Well, they're all genius. David Fincher is like, we need a tree here. Yeah, I don't know why. Exactly. We just do. Yeah. Well, he he always does that. Like every you've seen that special effects on Mine oh, Hunter. Every, yeah, of course. So it's weird. David there's so many. You're yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. Well, um, like, I mean, like Zodiac. I mean, Jesus. It's like you know, you think San Francisco hasn't really changed, and I'm like, yeah, it changed a lot since the 70s, man. And he made it 1972, San Francisco. I mean, it was amazing special effects in those movies. So, um, visual effects. Visual effects. Uh, let's see. Sound mixing, we did. Yeah. So that was on the other list. Sound editing, we did on the other list. Short film, we haven't watched. Short yeah. film. Uh, production design, we did. Which I always want to. It's weird. It's like the short films because it's just like, oh, this guy might happen or this girl involved might, you know lead to something and you're like i never watch them well this this list is way out of order because now <laughs> i've got best picture and then musical original song this is the this is from oscars.org too uh original song um mighty river from mudbound mm-hmm. misery of love or mystery of love from call me by your name remember me from coco stand up for something from marshall and this is me from the greatest showman i'm gonna say i haven't okay. i don't know but i'm gonna say it's gonna go to coco yeah yeah, everybody loved that movie. I haven't yeah. seen it. Original score, uh, Dunkirk, uh, Hans Zimmer, Phantom Thread, Johnny Greenwood, The Shape of Water, uh, Alexandra Desplat, Star Wars, uh, John Williams, and Three Bow Boards, uh, Carter Burrell. Well, uh, John Williams or Hans Zimmer are usually the favorites. Um, so water. It, it might go to uh, Dunkirk for Hans Zimmer. But this is the first time that Phantom Thread has come up. Did you watch it? What, Star Wars? Phantom Thread. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, uh, yeah, Daniel I made, I made it to, tw- I think it was 26 minutes. I turned it off. Oh, you you were smart. Yeah. I the movie is garbage. Yeah, I made it to, I think it was right at like the 26, or it was like, it was less, less than a half an hour. But I tried to. You know, that movie is garbage, and it made me really examine Daniel Day-Lewis's career. Mm. That dude is the most overrated actor in all of Hollywood. He has never done anything that is that big of a deal. We were just talking about Gary Oldman yeah. as uh, in, in Darkest Hour. Yeah. Fantastic, amazing. We could talk about Johnny Depp's various roles. We right. could talk about a lot of actors. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis does not get lost in a role where you're just like, I can't. I'm no longer watching Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, okay, yeah. You are yeah. always watching right. Daniel Day-Lewis. And he is always playing the same monotone fucking character. Yeah. Well, it's that's that's no big deal. But that's what killed me with Phantom Thread. I was like, I was watching that and I'm like, it's one of those things like, I'll give any movie about 20 minutes or so. I literally couldn't wait to turn it off. Like some movies I'm like, I'm just not into. Ugh. And you're like, whatever. This, I'm like, I don't even care where this goes. I don't even care. Like, horror, horror me came out. I'm like, I hope they all get killed. Like, I, I, I literally, Jason can come in here and kill everybody, and still, it's going to be a shitty movie. Daniel Day-Lewis has the best PR person in the world. Well, probably, yeah. 
Yeah. That, that movie. His people are. Yeah. I can't even believe I can in, t- in the whole Me Too situation. I can't believe that Phantom Thread has gotten as much hype as it did, because the core subject matter mm. of the movie mm. is women catering to this man. Right. Like they all serve him. Right. And he doesn't give a shit about any of them. Right. And then what you missed, because when you get into Act Three, oh yeah, there's a huge twist. Mm. That has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and has nothing to do with the clo- making the clothes and the right. And and when yeah. you when the twist <laughs> happens, you're not just like Vince is speechless. Folks. You're not, but you're not uh, like, yeah. oh my god, right. I didn't realize that was Kaiser Soze, right. or oh my god, so <laughs> he's a guy the entire time. Right. right. You're like, what the hell? Who cares? Oh my Who god, is that right? really what they're doing? Right. Okay. Gotcha. Is that really what the story's about? Right. Don't um, even care. So yeah, I mean, I'll you know. It's it, it's just so. No, oh, it's so awful. It's it's so it's so weird too because I I I hear what you're saying about him. I actually enjoy some of his films, but at the same time, he works every like five or ten years. So it's it's one that's also helped his career. It's like it's not like he's making three movies a year, or two movies a year. Yeah, it's like it's literally know, like one every three years. Anyway, so you're like, okay, it's a Janet Day Lewis movie, and I was just like. I don't care about him, and I don't care about this story. Yeah, and 20 terrible. minutes in, I'm like, I don't even care where this is going. It's like it was weird. And again, pneumonia, bronchitis. Right. you got to do something to get my mind off of things. I and, finished it because and, Deanna wanted to. Right. I, no, no, I, yeah, no, I was yeah. ready to turn it off. Deanna right. kept me going. And uh, also, Call Me By Your Name, I finished because of Deanna. Right. She was into wanting to know what happened with both of them. And, there you go. Uh, but there was Didn't no – I wouldn't have – I would have turned them off if it was yeah. me. Um, makeup and hairstyling, Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul and Wonder. We already know you're going to say Darkest Hour. I think Darkest, yeah, I think Darkest Hour is going to uh, get it. Even the Wonder, you know. Uh, foreign language film. I haven't watched any of mm. them. Have you? Uh, Fantastic Woman, The Insult, Loveless, uh, On Body and Soul, and The Square. I don't know if I had. I we have. I know we have The Square. We have Loveless. We have The Insult. I don't know. And I think we have Fantastic Woman, but I haven't watched any of those no. either. Um, actually, there's about. 20 I think I, I, see, so, I yeah. started to watch one of those, hmm. and like thirty, like a minute in, I gave up. <laughs> Film editing, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, hmm. Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and I Tanya. All right, Ugh. so we'll Baby get driver. back. We'll get back to thoughts on editing, but Baby Driver, you turned off I Tanya. Yes. Why? <laughs> Um, in my, in my, uh, my, the way I was raised and the way that I look at certain, um, things that happen to people, uh, every single scene she's beaten and I just got sick and tired of it. I didn't want to watch another hour of being beaten and then for her to attack another person and beat them. So I was just like. Jesus Christ, how many fucking more scenes is she going to be being punched, kicked physically or mentally by her mom or her husband or or whoever mm-hmm. the fuck is walking down the street? It was like it was just overwhelming to me at that point of time when I was watching it because I'm like, mm-hmm. I know she always said that kind of stuff like, you know, 30 years ago or whenever this happened. She's like, oh, I've had such a miserable life. And you're like, OK, that's horrible. I, I feel sorry for you. Um, but then you turn around and you do it to other people. So that throws out any kind of care that I have for you. So that, that also kind of, you know, went into it. It's like, I think she's a piece of shit and 
So it was a movie I didn't really care to see. Well, I don't know. I don't know how factual the movie is. That was the other problem. Um, People who made the movie actually state they don't know because it's based on. It's based know, on. It's based on a book and it's based on interviews. Right. The mom didn't do any interviews, and the husband only gave like one interview. Right. While for the script. Well, okay. I don't know how many interviews were done. Yeah. But they did a good job balancing. Like, I don't know how far you made it in the movie, hmm. but uh, she. The, I think you made it past this because Tanya Harding says that he hit her all the time. Right. And then we cut to an interview of him saying, "I never hit her." Right. And there, you get to see Tanya's take and Mom's take, and uh, Mom's take. Seems to be pretty in line with Tanya's take, but of course, mom never feels like anything that she did to Tanya was that bad. Right. And um, it's it's interesting because it doesn't play out as like this is where this is the gospel and this is what happened, but it plays out as this is the information that we collected. Yeah. And and do with it what you want. Now, that being said, the movie is pretty clear that Tanya didn't know that Nancy Kerrigan was going to get her legs broken. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said like 20 or 30 years ago, too. Yeah, she there was a threat made to Tanya that frightened their camp and caused them not to perform and threw her off her game. Right. So they wanted to make a threat. And the way the movie plays out is Tanya said it in jest. Right. Um, you know, like, uh, like I said a little while ago about seeing your cousin naked, she's just, you know, she said it in jest, she was skating. She's like, wouldn't it be great if Nancy got a death threat? Right. right. And then it seems, and from what I remember of the story, the husband and his idiot friend were truly idiots. Oh, that's like thing, even yeah. way back right. then, like we're, we're just, yeah. just IQ, incapable. IQ, right. IQ right. of 40. For both of them. Yeah, they're like they're cousin Eddie in yeah. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And the movie shows the uh the friend, the bodyguard, yeah. as really being like that. Right. So um I think you should go back and give the movie a try. I'll, I'll, I'll get, you I'll, I'll you seemed right afterwards you were like like attacking that she's like you were passionately uh, you were like a gay <laughs> Republican oh. putting fags down. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You were so against women beating. Yes. That you must be a woman beater. Pretty much. Probably, That's what probably, I mean. Probably, like yeah. you were hiding. There's you a, were so secret, against secret, this movie. There's a secret Marty uh, out there that, that wants somewhere to beat deep people. in you yeah. Yeah. was this. No. This, no, this right wing like no. that's a good that's a good that's that's a, that's funny but no absolutely um, opposite of and that. and i was really 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 confused because in molly's game she gets beat way worse than tanya harding does yeah but not every scene not every and scene. not every person and not every fucking um, 30 seconds although in molly's mom saying something in molly's game like, jesus christ people in molly's game early on i was just like why isn't somebody beating the shit out of this chick and stealing her money right like she seems very un- un- underprotected yeah um anyway uh i tanya i'll get i'll get to it i, I mean, tanya it's, was it's, it's one of those things i mean i tanya was a really great movie mm. whether you agree or Absolutely. disagree right with what the facts may right. or may not have been yeah. 
the the and this is why it stands a really good chance at film editing because um it's not a documentary but it kind of feels like a documentary yeah. it's not a reality show but it kind of feels like a reality show but it's grounded in being mm-hmm. a narrative movie yeah. it's very unique the way they made that movie mm-hmm. um and will it's be the, something that'll be examined for it's a like long the, time the big short yeah the it's big a very short. unique way of yeah. making a movie it's yeah cuz it doesn't um, it doesn't bog down on <laughs> any one way of of filming yeah filmmaking or whatever um baby driver is also in here for film editing so fun and i think baby yeah i think it's fantastic i want to give the editors tons of credit but i know that like those musical numbers and those things they they were shot that way Mm -hmm. and you still have to assemble them and achieve that Mm -hmm. but the director really had a vision there oh yeah um did you hear about the script did you hear how they i know nothing i really didn't They literally sent out the script Um, this was just on uh, close-up hollywood on sundance they literally had it on an iPad, the entire script, mm-hmm. and by each page, they would have a picture of a song, mm-hmm. and while you're reading it, you would have to hit, you know, the song or whatever, mm-hmm. and while you're reading the, the, the scene or the sequence or whatever, the song is playing. Oh, so you had a score so, to your... Yeah, so it was so like, this is why it. there's this song, this is why the scene is happening, you know, it was like, it was all built, so it's a bunch of great sequences... And then just it's fluid. Just the editing is just like flies through. Of course, the, so. the big problem with Baby Driver, and mm. a lot of people forget it, but I think when the voting happens, they won't. Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he has a big uh, part. And yeah. he has a big, there's big reason, there, there's main reasons why babe, you know, the Baby Driver, why he, you know, does certain things because Kevin. Right. So, yeah. That, and, definitely, uh, that definitely does deter me, even kind of like watching the movie. You're just like, ugh, you know, my God, you know, just. It, it really hurts because I mean I've always liked Kevin Spacey, but now hearing his life story, it's just like fuck his movies. So um, it's I've just never very, it's just I'm... very odd. It's just very odd to to sit there and go, wow, this guy's been working for twenty years with yeah. all ages, and these poor fucking people had to deal with him. I'm on the set of Baby Driver, and this is like I even talked to Michael about this on the set of Baby Driver. One of the producers had a PA. The PA's only job was to watch other fucking people around Kevin Spacey. And I'm like, that's fucking sick. That's yeah. fucking crazy. No, it's and bad. that is 100%. That is 100% like going like against, you know, like the me too, it, all this stuff, all, you know, anything that it, it just, it, it sickens me and it hurt, you know, just, it, it freaks me out that you're actually on a fucking movie set and there's a guy walking around and he's just like making sure you're okay and not touched or, molested or talked down to by a person on the set well you're i'm like, not i'm not surprised i'm sure that you're there's like, kick the person off the fucking set and make it make the movie with somebody else i'm sure there's a lot of movies with with uh handlers. people like that absolutely and, and not for not handlers because uh the uh the celebrities are going to do something uh like that but people like yeah sexually assault somebody right it probably has more to do with making sure that they're not you know drunk or high absolutely Insur- insurance reasons like i mean that's, but of course know, they're going to get to some degree of and drunk and high and then when you get drunk and high you tend to make sexual decisions that are not the best right i mean the the whole we could talk we could probably talk for three hours about the whole me too movement yeah um but i mean the me too movement has certainly had me go um i'm pretty sure that there's things in my youth that i did that would qualify as being wrong like i don't no, there's 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 a fine line in everything. Um, I, I mean, there's absolutely. I I had to stop yeah. and check myself. I, I my favorite 
One of my favorite stories about the Me Too movement was a girl, a 17-year-old girl who was trying to accuse Dustin Hoffman of assaulting her because he told her to rub his feet. Mm-hmm. And I believe mm-hmm. that if that was a 40-year-old man, Dustin Hoffman would have said, hey, you, get over here, rub my fucking feet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's a sexual assault no, at all. not at all. Um, but I think that's a great example of Anytime the, anybody, the, the yeah. celebrity world. And you know your father. Actors have a certain level of craziness. Yes. And but the whole set does. Their whole, the whole set does. Yes. And, but when you're you and, and the, the set poses a problem for the Me Too movement as well, because mm-hmm. when you're on location for a movie and you're living out of a trailer for three months, you're living in your your trailer is your house. Mm-hmm. And banging a PA in your house is no longer like on a set, but you're still on a set. Right. There's a lot of weird blurred lines. But anyway, you get so used to just getting whatever you want mm-hmm. that telling a 17-year-old girl to massage your feet right. is not necessarily sexual no. harassment. And the Kevin Spacey thing, as it started out, just involved him drunk and rolling on top of underage boys, but then nothing actually happened. But again, those are PR moves and those are PR talks. No, no, we're, no I know, I know. There's like, other things that have come out. Yeah, but we're but, talking like real interviews, like real people. Like, but I'm saying, saying I, did you, you know, read the Aziz uh, story? Yeah. Did you read the what? Yeah, read the, the whole thing. The her entire yeah, account. The, yeah, the whole thing is. Crazy. That's just a bad date. Right. Like he didn't do no, anything that's, that's wrong. The, the, anytime you're bringing up any kind of social injustice of any kind, there's always going to be people adding on to that social injustice right. and then you just sit there and you go no that's not what we're talking about so like that right there is completely a different story and you're actually not just hurting the people involved with like the me too or women who have been in that situation and boys and, and right. guys you, I mean, you hurt the entire so yeah you hurt you're hurting the like situation. the entire the entire quote-unquote movement the entire conversation piece that is going on here and it's like um, the Aziz thing, you just you just sit there and like same with Dustin Hoffman and same with like several people have had to like you know get freaking lawyers and go you know uh, against these people and that right there is just like well shit now there might be some nineteen year old fucking kid who wants to say something but he's or she's scared because she doesn't want to deal with lawyers and cops and all that kind of right. bullshit and you're like well what happened to Aziz was a bad date right or, or dates. And that has nothing to do, nothing to do with any form of harassment. And, it, yeah, it just, yeah, that kind of stuff it also pisses me off. Um, did you read Selma Hayek's story? Some of it. Some, some, yeah, Selma and... Uh, I read her story twice. Yeah, I was, Mira Servino. Yeah, and, and I, I read Selma's story and Harvey, mm-hmm. and I was... That blew me away. Yeah. And, and it's so weird. I highly recommend everybody read Selma's story. She mm-hmm. wrote it herself. Uh, and what happened on Frida. And it's funny because uh, Harvey was thought that she, that Selma was too ugly on Frida. Yeah. And I remember the, I can remember watching Frida and going, Oh my God, why would you do this to Selma Hayek? Right. And I know wins an Oscar. She wins mm-hmm. the Oscar for best actress. And, but still I'm like, why would you put Selma Hayek? Like, what do you need that unibrow for? Like she mm-hmm. can play Frida, but she can be a little prettier. I remember thinking that. And then uh, the article that, that Selma Hayek writes talks about the lesbian scene in Frida. And on the same token, I remember watching Frida and going, why the fuck is there so much nudity in this mm. movie? You made her look ugly and now she's naked? Yeah. What the hell is this lesbian scene going? Yeah. Like, 
I remember vividly watching Frida so confused as to A, why is she ugly, and B, why is she always well, naked? Well, Frida was very attractive. So, I, mean, I know, and she that, played her. going that route. So, I get it. Yeah. I get that. But And I was also, I don't know, 20 years younger when Frida was made, or 15 years younger. Um, I'm I, Look, I mostly feel... Uh, that every movie should be should star attractive people, whether it's attractive men or attractive women. Yeah. Um, I like I like I myself like to watch movies with attractive people because when I project myself as being the hero, I project myself as being that attractive person yeah. up there. Um, the the whole reason I would go gay for Ryan Reynolds and I love everything Ryan Reynolds does is because the guy is so beautiful. Yeah. The same with Zac Efron. Every Zac Efron or Ryan Reynolds movie I see, I want to be them. Well, he's Ted Bundy in the next movie, so enjoy. Ooh, nice. Uh, Ryan Reynolds? Or no, Zach. Zach Efron? Nice. Um, no, it's not. That'll be interesting. Yeah, Same as Ted Bundy. He killed um, Bundy, you weirdo. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I would rather have seen an, an attractive yeah, Frida, absolutely. but I was also confused by a naked and lesbian Frida. Mm. And then you read the story and you find out why. Now, did you read Uma Thurman's story? Um, uh... The Kill Bill stuff, or was it? Or yeah, the Kill else? Bill and uh, what Harvey did to her, and what Quentin like, what Tarantino. Was going on, what was going on in the set? Yeah, exactly. What, Harvey. So Harvey came on to her, and you know she has her own Me Too movement moment with with Harvey, and then uh, Quentin, I guess, dismissed it. But then she brought it back up with Quentin, so he brought her to Harvey and brought it out at a party. So he was obviously on her side, but then. He forced her to drive a janky car in the movie, and she cried about that. There's video of that. She gets into a car accident, and then she's upset that it's Quentin who spits in her face and chokes her. And I just read, like, when I read her story, I was like, this is just like the Aziz story. There's everybody who's trying to jump on the bandwagon, her crying and trying to be part of something because, okay, Harvey came on to her, and it does, it, it sounds like, Harvey tried to like he took he got naked in front of her and she was like no and that's where it ended from her telling of the story. But that's part of the Me Too move. I mean that right there. He ran Hollywood. He kind of started and stopped careers. I know, so, and he did that to Mira Sorvino. Several, and, several hundred people. You know, and it, it's it's the cer- whole thing is disgusting. It's it's certainly a problem, but like she said no and she was turned down for four more Weinstein movies. Right. So that right there is rape. By far it's, you can't say anything else about it. It's wrong. If she did something with him, she would have gotten four movies out of it. That is maybe. Rape. That Harvey Harvey's Harvey, who knows. Uh Mira Sorvino had the contract. She got she got she had the contract right. in her hand. Six picture deal after Mimic. She didn't fuck him. She didn't go to New York. She didn't come back to LA. She didn't go to what like Italy or something. All of a sudden, six movies are off the fucking table. All right, and her agent left her. All right, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Let's put a pin in that for one moment. (laughs) Let me talk about Quentin. Yes. So, Quentin came out and and has responded to Uma and has apologized. Mm -hmm. But when I read Uma's account, what I took away from it was, um, you're an actress. The scene calls for you to drive the car. Get in the fucking car and drive. Mm -hmm. That's your job as Mm -hmm. an actress. You don't I, – I mean, I watched it and I watched her get into the accident. I didn't think that she was in tremendous danger. They didn't – You never know, but yeah. I mean, driving right. – having an actor drive a car at any point could 
get them hurt. It, I mean, she hit a tree. Mm-hmm. She was in control of the car. I don't. I, whatever. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm like, this is this is part of why you get paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Act like you're driving a car. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think that was a big deal. Um, he spits in her when in Kill Bill. When you see Michael Madsen spit in her face, it's actually Quentin Tarantino spit. And when you see him her get choked, it's actually him choking Quentin Tarantino choking her. And I thought, and she her take was. He spit in my face because he hated me, and mm-hmm. he choked me because he wanted to choke me. He wanted mm-hmm. to be a masochistic pig. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, shit. What I remember was they were friends. They mm-hmm. had a long-standing yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. And as a director, I would be afraid to tell Michael Madsen to choke her mm-hmm. because I don't know how much he's going to choke her. But would I would yeah, rather be- choke her right. – Knowing how much I need to be seen for the shot shot, and knowing that her and I have a relationship Mm -hmm. and I'm not going too far. Because if if I'm the director and I'm screaming at Michael Madsen, choke her harder, choke her harder, and he fucking kills her. Right. All of a sudden she's turning. Don't choke her that hard. Mm -hmm. So it totally makes sense that he's the one choking her. Also, if I'm acting in a movie and someone's got to spit in my face, I would rather you spit in my face than Michael Madsen. (laughs) I know you. So, yeah, I was. I was. I would say I would want somebody to that I knew. Sorry, that I knew and that I trusted, or have a stuntman or a special effects guy figure something out. So this I whole thing to me, her her to whole thing was whiny to me. Now, what Weinstein did and has been has done, as we've learned about, is without a doubt completely wrong. My problem is there. I live in this world of like offering offering someone a part because they blow you mm-hmm. is morally wrong, mm-hmm. but I can't quite figure out where it's legally wrong. Mm-hmm. The reason that I say that is because well, it's rape. When you, the reason that I say that is because when I go to work on a show, mm-hmm. they make me go to work to pay me. Mm-hmm. If I want the job, mm-hmm. I have to do this. I have to do things that I don't want to do to get the job. Right, but you're not taking your clothes off and getting fucked in the ass by some big actor. I know. I know. But that happened on sets. But and right now it's happening on I know. Set probably somewhere, unfortunately. And and look, I made a little... movie and I didn't sexually assault any of... I don't right. think I sexually assaulted any of the girls on no, the movie. You, I, <laughs> I believe you did not. Nor, um, nor did you... Uh, harass them in any way because there probably the, was some harassment no, but we the, joke <laughs> right but in in the contract and everything there is nudity there is people walking around with very little clothes on right there was a uh something on the set there was an aura there was a there was a scene there there was a you know something going on where everybody was somewhat comfortable not just the porn star because you did have ginger but like the the quote-unquote actors but they chose to do this right and they did not hold on and they did not choose to do this because you said something to them to force them to do the movie, or not force them to do the movie, but like you know, everybody's doing this, you know that kind of bullshit. But I guess backroom deals, and those are the backroom deals that yes, I completely understand and somewhat agree with you that it's very sketchy. There's a very fine line, and there's a very thin fucking line too. It's not right. like a big old right. There is fucking no black and white here. There's a lot of fucking charcoal. There's a lot of gray. Yeah, but when the truth of certain events that have come out 
and you are hearing the side of the story from all angles and everything. Yeah, I mean it's it is black and white. Part of the gray. That's, part of the that's gray the is, is like we've known stories. we've known about the casting couch forever. Right. It's been a and joke it, for decades. And the problem is right there is like it's been quote unquote a joke, but at the same time it's literally been there. It's literally been. It's a so joke. It's we're a joke. Got, okay, but hold on. But we're it's guys, a stereotype because it's true. I right. mean, we're guys. We have not been in that situation. You have not gone to a set or a TV show where somebody made you uncomfortable in a sexual or even that realm. Like, you did not walk into a room at, you know, in an interview and somebody's in their fucking robe and their dick is hanging out. And they're like, well, if you want this job and you want, you know, to work next year. Well, apparently some people did when they were interviewing for Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Allegedly. Right. No, just but saying. It, no, but at the same time, you, you, you sit there and... That is wrong. As okay. guys, and, and as morally, guys, morally, ethically, and legally, that is all right. wrong. But as guys, it's also it's unfair that we're never given that opportunity. What do you mean? Well, I wasn't given an opportunity to blow Harvey to get a part. Well, he didn't want you. Right. Right. So, so me, again, that comes but that's to, me too, right? Yeah. I've been affected by it because there are women who have Oscars in their hands mm-hmm. who blew Harvey, got the part, got the Oscar. I mean, let's face it. Mm-hmm. There are women who are not coming out because they have an Oscar. Right. And there are almost almost all the guys who but are you're, accused you're, are unattractive. But, but at the same time, you're jealous of that? That somebody was raped to get a part? I don't know. I mean, I might for an Oscar, need, I might have blown need, Harvey. Then you need help. Then you I need do save, need help. No, I'm messed up. No, that's not messed up. That's completely and totally 1,000% wrong. I just, I, 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 it's wrong. It is without a doubt mm-hmm. wrong. It's just like, it's just this such a bizarre gray area. Yeah. And see, I'm sure, I'm the sure thing. there are women who have taken advantage of, uh, female producers who oh, have God, taken yeah. advantage of male, produ- male and they're, and actors they're, to be, um, and they're blacklisted right now too. And they're actually and, on those not working lists too. And uh, it's, it's, it's across the board. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. um, back to film editing, <laughs> <laughs> Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, and three mm-hmm. billboards. Um, I don't. I think it's either going to be I, Tanya, or Baby Driver. Uh, but Baby Driver's got the Kevin Spacey stigma behind it, so who knows? Yeah. Um, but Edgar Wright's. I mean, he's you know, he's he's liked. So uh, docu documentary feature. I don't know if you watched Strong Island, Last Man in Aleppo, Icar Icarus. No. Faces Pickers. Places and a bar small enough to jail. I haven't no. watched any of those. Hmm. Uh, best directing: uh, Dunkirk, Chris Nolan, no. Get Out, Jordan Peele, uh, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Um, I th- I feel hands down it should go to Guillermo. He won the mm-hmm. the Globe. He should uh, win out, the of, Oscar. out of that list. Yeah, um, it's him or Greta. And I don't think Greta will get enough. Uh, God, I hope not. I no, hope no, no. I mean, but she won't Greta. get enough uh, votes. But I mean, those uh, those those two are the strongest out of that group. Uh, ho- so movies. hopefully, it goes to Guillermo. Yeah. Um, costume design, Beauty and the Beast, no. Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Victoria and Abdul. Um, Darkest Hour, man. That, co- that, that costume whole- design might go to Beauty and the Beast. I don't know, but like Darkest Hour again, it's like that. Some of those outdoor scenes, some although of those, those big. I, actually, I better go to Victoria and Abdul because Probably. she wears yeah. a lot of, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that category, just like anything else, it's a very small world. So they're going to vote for, you know, a person that they you know admire that. Yeah. You know. 
Uh, best cinematographer. Uh, Blade Runner, uh, which is uh, Roger Deakins. Mm. Uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, or Shape of Water. Shape of Water or uh, what was it? Uh, Dunkirk are going to get him. Mm. Only because like the technical Darkest side. Hour is not a cinematic right. movie. Mudbound I haven't watched yet. Uh, Mudbound is very, very well I made. I think Blade Runner might. Blade Runner, yeah. It's, Roger Deacon. Yeah, it could be. A, it's one of those technical things. So for Blade Runner. I think Shape of Water is going to get a lot of those awards and not get Best Picture. You know, it's like I think Guillermo and a lot of these, like the sound make. You know, we haven't the, made our way to Best Picture yet. I know, but like it's not. You know, no, that's going to go through billboards. But uh, yeah, animated think, feature: Boss Baby, Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. I watched Loving Vincent. Did you watch that? No. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, Coco, everybody loved. You're probably right. I've watched Boss Baby too. It was fun. It, it's not worthy no. of a nomination though, uh, and I haven't seen Ferdinand or Breadwinner yet. Actress in a supporting role, Ooh, yeah. uh, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. It's really good. Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Uh, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. And Octavia Spencer for Shape of Water. Gosh, she was good. Allison Janney. Yeah, 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 I think Allison Janney, it's too. Yeah, I think that's solid, solid for her, too. Because, again, is it, if I go back to watch I, Tanya all the way through, I would watch it for Allison. Like I've always liked her. It's like she's she's you know. Margot's pretty awesome, huh? Margot's pretty awesome in it. No, 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 no. I mean for but like that that first stand. Actually, I mean Allison, when you come down to it, Allison Janney really just always stands the out. guy who plays the husband and the guy who plays the security guard kind of take the movie. Or I mean, they have yeah. to be stellar because just so you're watching actors, right? But you forget that easily, yeah, because That's they're good. not they're not recognizable names, mm-hmm. and you really think that you're watching the idiot husband like the, and the, the idiot security guy. guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. really, they're yeah, they're not like mega superstar, right? It's not like uh, Suicide Squad sitting here in West. Yeah, Wing, exactly. You know, yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know who this chick is. <laughs> yeah. Although you get you do get lost in both of those parts. Um, I'll, yeah, because I'll say, Margot I'll say, Robbie, you're just like this is the hot chick from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, she's changed a lot and like her roles like she's really gone out of her way to she's done a good job to do yeah to do things to her body and you know um actress in a leading role sally hawkins for shape of water francis mcdormand for billboards uh margot robbie for i tanya cerise ronin for lady bird and meryl streep for the post Uh, her the post that was nothing special not one thing in the post Um, is good you know not one thing I don't think they're going to give it to Margot Robbie. I think you're probably right. It's going to go to no, Frances McDormand, no, Frances. who yeah. did a fantastic job. She can, she can fucking do a commercial, and I um, buy yeah. the fucking stuff. She's, uh, she's she was great. Three Billboards. Her part in Three Billboards was fantastic. Like I'll go back. I'll go back like a hundred years, like on her career, like Blood Simple and Fargo, and like these like these little tiny movies and everything. And you see these movies, and, like they're so fucking good because of her. Like they're already a good. It's a solid script. Blah blah blah. And you're like, God damn, I'll watch Fargo anytime because of her. Now, Sally Hot- Hawkins oh, yeah, could win if people watched Maud. They yeah, might yeah, give yeah, her yeah, the win. Because yeah. you're just like, watched. how did she do both parts? Like, yeah, both yeah. parts are so different and, and interesting. Uh, actor in a supporting role, uh, William Defoe for The Florida Project. Mm. Did, did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Uh, William Defoe, Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. All right. I have two things to, to complain about here. Uh, uh, I only watched half. I watched 40 minutes of Florida Project. Oh. I thought it was garbage. Mm. 
Um, did you watch the whole yeah. thing? What I thought, <laughs> go, I thought um, somebody watched The Beasts of the Southern Wild yeah. <laughs> and um, Spring Breakers and yeah, went, oh, a, we could. A whole bunch of documentaries. We could totally do this in uh, Florida. That I thought it was garbage. I fast forwarded through the rest and it, it's just, it's shit. It's terribly, that movie is made by not even a first year film student. No. Um, there are, you, the, the filming, you stare at a building. And you watch the kids enter from the left of the screen. Like, you just stare at the building. Kids come in from the left of the screen, walk across the screen, walk off screen. You're still looking at the building. Mm -hmm. Tire thing is a master shot. Mm -hmm. It is so terribly edited, terribly directed, terribly made. The subject matter is awful. And William Defoe does nothing special. I think it's one of these kind of movies that you're a tech person. And now, like, movies are being made on phones. I honestly, I shit you not, I think they set up like eight phones and just said, we're going to film you for a week. They did. And they though. left. No, no, I know. And we're, uh, and they leave because like what you just said, there's certain scenes you're like, what just happened? Like, it's awful why is that and even pointless yeah. and just, oh, it's terrible. I, I watched it from beginning to end, probably because why Deanna wanted to watch, like, I was like, is something going to happen? In this movie? Well, I hit like, fast I forward. Literally, At 40 minutes, I, I hit fast forward to see if something was right, going to I happen. I literally, I just sat there in awe, like shock and awe, that this is getting awards and standing right. ovations. And I love Willem Dafoe. And I don't even know why he, I mean, obviously he was in it because it was like, well, he's in Florida for a month. But it was just like, at the end of the movie, I was like, really? I just sat through an hour it's and garbage. a half of, of, yeah, it was just. Yeah, it's it was worse than weird. the Phantom Thread. Yeah. It was um, just really weird. So Woody Harrelson for three billboards. I God, thought he was, he was great. God, he was good. Um, so Richard good. Jenkins for Shape of so Water. So good. Holy shit. Uh, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. I haven't nah. seen it. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. I haven't Not seen a care it. in the world. Um, so this is the other one that I take real issue with. Yeah. Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell for three billboards. And he'll win. Here's my problem. I loved Sam Rockwell. I thought he was fantastic. I was so entertained by mm-hmm. his character. His character is an awful, terrible person. Mm -hmm. And when Hollywood continues to award awful, terrible Mm -hmm. characters, Mm -hmm. awful, terrible characters will continue to be portrayed. Right. And if you want, if they want a better Hollywood... Mm -hmm. Richard Jenkins should win. You shouldn't, (laughs) yes. Absolutely. It's a really weird thing. Or Woody Harrelson, where he's just like... Like... Yeah. Sam Rockwell is as white as white could be. Mm-hmm. He's a misogynistic, racist pig in this movie. Yeah. And he's if you piece, give yeah, him an award, yeah. you are awarding misogynistic, mm-hmm. racist pigs. You're, winning, you're, you're, giving a, you're giving an Academy Award to Trump. Because if, yeah. if, if Trump had the balls to punch someone, it, he's it, would, a be terrible, some, it would be Sam Rockwell. <laughs> he is a terrible human being. Even though he has some redemption toward the end. Which didn't make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't. No. There is, that whole, there that is whole a drive, scene missing. That whole drive at the end, you're just like, there's, um, like that, there's a blackout, and then all of a sudden they're in the car. I will you know, try. From the hospital to the car, and I'm like, what happened to that blackout? I will is try. It, not, is it like two years later? Right. And something It's happened. not. It's not because his no. injuries are there. Um, <laughs> I was like, what the? Clearly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be careful because I don't want to yeah. spoil it. But clearly, what happens in the gift shop mm-hmm. can only happen because he is the one. Mm-hmm. 
that scene, yeah. if he's not the one, no Iraqi war veteran who may or may not have been a criminal mm-hmm. would go into that gift shop and do what he did. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. You back to the whole Republicans of uh, I'm gay, but I hate fags. Yeah. Um, you don't call an attention to what you actually are. Right. Mm-hmm. You are against what you actually are. Right. I believe 100% that there is either a scene that is sitting on a cutting room floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it was yeah. changed at the script stage to come up with this Hollywood-esque ending. Mm-hmm. Because that ending no. does not match Different that movie. movie. And it's funny, too, because like I watched the and movie. And that ending is awful. Right. I watched the movie, and I was totally into it. And I was a little like, huh? At the end, I was just like, what? And then your critique on Facebook, and then you had a, like a discussion with somebody else, and somebody else was like, you guys were talking about it for like three or four little paragraphs. I go, oh, yeah, that does make sense. And I went back and I watched from the hospital scene to the credits. Mm-hmm. I go, that's a completely different movie. Yep. Like, it's literally it's, the it's two the hours. It's the third act of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, you're like, The it's, director it's, gave up. Someone else is making this flick. Yeah, it's two hours of a very interesting, violent, weird story. And then all of a sudden, everybody's peachy keen, and it's like they're driving off in the sunset, and you're like, "What the fuck happened there?" And I, so, I don't, I don't know why they. Because just... in reality, she would not be in the car with Sam Rockwell. Right. That's the thing. I, I don't know and why that's they kills the character. And just didn't give us the ending we were expecting. No. Like I yeah. don't know why they came it up killed, with it, this. To me, it, it completely and totally killed the character and it killed the movie because you're just like, there's no way Francis's character would be right in the same city. She would want to like. Either kill the cop or kick him out of the, right. the county. She would like go that far. They would not be in a. And poor Peter Dinklage. Like, what the hell happened there? Yeah. Once you guys started talking about that, then I'm like, oh, that's right. What the fuck did happen? Here? What happened? Why? Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, he had like a week off at Game of Thrones. So like they. Just, like, I guess. Like put him in a weird suit and do something to his hair, and he's uh, really good. And oh, he's gone. So yeah, something had to happen there. It's uh, a. It Detroit. is this great movie with a mediocre ending. Horrible ending. And it, it's, it's not like it's unwatchable. No, 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 no. It, but it's real quick. And it's it not like the movie, the, movie. the ending is so bad that it makes the movie, it destroys no. the movie. No. The ending is just so mediocre. Right. Mm-hmm. That you just go, Meh. Yeah, it's just not believable. I don't um, care for the ending. But I like the movie and Frances is ridiculous. She's just so good. It's crazy. It's it's kind of eerie how, she, how good she is. So, uh, here we need Frances McDormand and uh, Allison Janney to be in a movie. Yeah. Um actor in a leading role we have uh wait a minute yeah that was supporting actor in a leading role we have Timothy uh Chalamet mm-hmm. for call me by your name Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread uh Daniel Kalulal for Get Out Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour and Denzel Washington for Roman J Esquire did you watch Roman J yeah. Esquire what you think I really liked it it was a good movie I really liked yeah, it, it, it he movie. was yeah he was really really good very typical Oscar movie Oh no! Totally nothing. Yeah. Nothing 100%. really. It's very Oscarish. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. anything special of Oscar. Like they they wrote Oscar. it. Somebody wrote a script and somebody helped the script into an Oscar movie. Yeah, because it's, uh, like, it's a good story. Oh, we can get somebody like Denzel to do this. Yeah. Let's spoof up the car- Let's spoof it up a bit, and we'll shoot for Oscars. And it did. Uh, Darkest Hour, I think, is the yeah, winner. Gary Oldman, uh, Gary Oldman wins. Finally, for, Jesus Christ! Uh, finally, Gary Oldman wins something. And then uh, let's see, where's best picture? Well, director or director? We already did director. I we said. Did. Uh, oh yeah, 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 Guillermo. Guillermo. So best picture, 
Uh, nominees are Call Me By Your Name. No fucking way. Darkest Hour, maybe. Dunkirk, maybe. Get mm. Out. I don't think so. No. Lady Bird, God help us. <laughs> Phantom Thread. <sighs> the Post. I mean, I'd be Jeez. happy with the Post no. over Lady Bird. No. Or, or uh, Phantom is, Thread. The but Post is horrifying. Shape of Water or Three Billboards. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen it go to the Disaster Artist. Yeah. Um, but I would. I'm pulling for <laughs> Shape of Water or Darkest Molly's Hour. Molly's Game is there, isn't it? Uh, no. I thought Molly's Game was nominated too. Not on the Oscar list. No. Oh okay. no. It just scripted because uh, we didn't. Jessica, Jessica wasn't nominated. Uh no. Shit, I guess not. She wasn't. Anyway. No. Um, you must be thinking of the Globes. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, I, I Maybe really. Oscars dot com has the list wrong. Nope. No, I really want Shape of Water, but it's going to be three billboards. I'm hoping for Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Three billboards. Okay, let's see. Three billboards is an Oscar film. It is is. They made it for the Oscars. Same with the Denzel's movie. All right, it's old school Hollywood. So. Three billboards. The producers are Graham, Pete, and Martin. Mm-hmm. Three men. Mm-hmm. Shape of Water is Guillermo and J. Miles Dale. I'm assuming that's a guy. The post is Amy, Steven Spielberg. Amy, Steven, Christy, and or oh, Christy. Okay, Amy, Steven, and Christy. Mm-hmm. Three, two chicks, and no. and Steven Spielberg. No. Phantom Thread is Joanne. Paul, Megan, and Daniel. Mm, two girls, two guys. <laughs> Lady Bird is Scott Rudin. Mm-hmm. Eli uh, Evelyn, and Evelyn. I don't know if Eli's a guy or a girl. I'm assuming it's a guy. Get Out is Sean, Jason, Edward, and Jordan. No. Dunkirk is Emma and Christopher. Uh, Darkest Hour is Tim, Eric, Lisa, Anthony, <laughs> and Douglas. And call me by your name is Peter, Luca, Emily, and Marco. Based on this, the post puts two chicks and Steven Spielberg (laughs) up there and might win. Um, uh, If post wins anything, I will literally throw things at the television. You hated it that much? Yeah. I didn't hate it. It, having, Having a face in every single part killed it for me. Every single person in that movie is known. Oh. Tom Hanks was totally out of fucking place and the wrong person to be uh, in that part. Um, and Meryl Streep was so Meryl Streep. It was like she was in a commercial. I don't know what yeah. the fuck she was doing. Uh, her and the purse, you know, even in the beginning. her The purse and the glasses. I was just like, really? They teach that in basic. I mean, it's like, good God, you've been in 40 movies. That's just dumb. Yeah. Um, but every single scene, it's I'm Meryl Streep. Every single scene, I'm Tom Hanks. Like every single scene, like that's you know, no, it was horrible. It took me out of the movie. It took me out of the story. It's a great story. It really happened, uh, but no, it's not going to. It's it's it's. I think Shape of Water is going to win the quote unquote like the smaller awards, um, and three billboards will get like Francis, Sam, and Picture. Um, I think that's what it's going to come down to. I was pro- I agree with everything that you said about mm. the post, um, but I didn't know. I didn't. I, well, I I knew of the story, but mm. I didn't know much of the story. Yeah. So yeah. I liked it because of that. Yeah. 
um, I did like the story. Well, after I saw All the President's Men, like about 20-something yeah, years I don't, ago, I, don't really I really remember. went into... Yeah, because I really went into political stuff. I mean, I'm very political compared to you. Um, so I really read a lot, watched a lot of documentaries. You know, it's like I, I saw like the Nixon stuff. I saw like all those interviews. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's 30 hours of it. You know, I, I watched those. Um, did you watch LBJ with Woody Harrelson? Yes. What'd you think? Yeah, it was, I good. It was great. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was. It was I thought yeah. it was fan. I didn't. I always knew that uh, LBJ was this jerk who insisted on being sworn in on the plane immediately because he wanted to be president so badly mm-hmm. and forced. Uh, um, what's her face? Jackie. Jackie so she had to, to be, be in the picture mm-hmm. to be next to him. Mm-hmm. And the way that this movie played out showed that he wasn't a bad guy. And I don't know if it's really true or not. He, yeah, but like LBJ, like this. But they certainly have an excuse of why he was uh, sworn in on the plane yeah. and why Jackie was there. Mm-hmm. And it was just never the story that I had always right. heard. And, and But LBJ, it just like in politics, uh, the vice president, generally speaking, in our entire history, is from a big state or has a following in a couple of states. And that's why you pick them. And that's what LBJ was. It was like he did not get along with any of the family. He did not get right. along with Jackie. Like all of that is true. It was. It came down to he is part of the Southern vote. Mm-hmm. We can actually probably squeak out an extra state or two, um, and that's what happened. I mean, so you know that's what history. You know. Uh, let's did. see. Uh, did you watch Norman? I haven't watched that. Norman. Um, you may not. Ha- I may have it. I still have. Well, I don't know, like five or six films. Ooh. You knew I had him. No. Yeah. You turned them all in. No. I'm telling. You knew I had him. I knew you'd, I knew you'd forget. Uh, Mark <laughs> Felt. I haven't watched that yet, but I still have that. I don't know. Uh, the Square. Uh, you got that back. The Dinner. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. wait, wait, is that the... No. You have more movies here? No, no, no. I, yeah, I have like six or seven. But the Vince, only the only big turn, one that I have is uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, um, no. Have you watched that? No, That's, I will. That is, I'll yeah. get, you, I, no, I'll you'll take it, it back today or whatever. <laughs> you, um, Thor Ragnarok is yeah. the second or third best Marvel movie ever. Mm. Like there's Iron Man and like Guardians maybe. Guardians. Uh, and well, Iron Man kicked everything off. Yeah. And uh, Guardians is fucking great. Uh, Ragnarok. Like Ragnarok is up there with Guardians. Yeah. Like they did an amazing yeah. job with Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so uh, – uh, what else? But again, that's one of those movies that's like, uh, I don't care about the theater. I'll see it eventually. And yeah, I'll watch it. Um, what else have I seen here? I haven't watched that yet. Oh, Lost City of Z. Mm, I didn't see it. Because you, you said Ugh. something and somebody else said something online. Because it was like, it was a, it was funny. It's like some guy on my Facebook page, like almost, like literally stole <laughs> I thought maybe you guys were friends. He said almost the exact same thing on several movies that you said. Oh. So I kind of like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't have to see that movie then. Because like, that's two movies, two people that I somewhat trust on film that I'm like, okay, they both, you know. Um, Beatrice is at dinner. Oh, okay. Beatri- Did you watch that? No. Beatrice is at dinner. So. Uh, Selma Hayek and John Lithgow. Right. Uh, I want to see that. John Lithgow, Lithgow plays the, basically plays the dentist who kills the rhino. He doesn't. He's a, he builds, but I mean that's the person right. he's playing, the hunter, mm-hmm. and she is the um, beat Nikki holistic, mm. and they end up at dinner together, nice. and those scenes are fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's Lithgow. 
the movie isn't great. Mm. By the time it's done, it's mediocre. But yeah, Lithgow and yeah. Hayek, they're 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 great. Uh, Lego Batman movie, have you seen that? You guys like everybody hands every down single, best Batman movie ever every, made. Every single person who has seen Lego Batman said it's the best thing they've seen. Best this year. damn Batman movie ever it's is funny. that movie. It's funny. It's uh, um, the Man Who Saved Christmas. Did you end up watching that? No. Um, I saw the great the great it, showman or whatever. I saw oh, did that you? One. Did you? You got mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Or did you go to the theater? Oh, oh, the theater. oh you saw it in I the theater. In. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, a, it you don't let's see. see. War Machine was a Netflix movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was okay. It was, it was okay. It, it was. It was a. I thought it was a TV movie. Yeah, it was. It weird. was. It, it, but it was made to me. I was like, oh, this is a Netflix like made for. Television, like, are they doing a television branch? Mm-hmm. Because this is a TV movie. Yeah, it's. I did it not was, see a. I did not see a big screen movie. Did you watch Novitiate? Novitiate. Mm. That's the one about the nuns. Oh no no no! And I don't think so. uh, it t- it basically tells the story of grow- going of the nunnery and when the church changed its stance that nuns were no longer any more special than the regular population and they were not god's brides right um the pope changed that and that well, changed one of the popes, the, of the popes. Mm. uh and that changed the nunnery altogether it's mm. good it's not great mm. it's good um let's see logan split big six detroit haven't watched detroit yet um, detroit's really really solid film it's it's 20 or 30 minutes too long like most of her movies like i really like her who uh, is she the Catherine bigelow I oh like, i didn't I realize like all of her movies bigger. But almost I can't all, like, believe she's not nominated. All of those, well, because it's too long. It's twenty minutes, about twenty minutes too long. Same with Hurt Locker. I love Hurt Locker, and I think it, it deserved to win. Uh, and uh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. I love those. Love, love both those movies, but they're about twenty minutes too much. Um, you just sit there and you're like, Jesus, man. There's a lot of fucking stuff going on here. Did you watch the Leisure, Leisure Seeker? Mm. Uh, I don't know. If, it, I don't even remember seeing that. They're like again, oh, maybe I have it. Maybe there might, it might be. I was about to say it's like there's that, that pile been, of that might have been one. Of the I have two boxes now. In one box, it's movies that I've heard of and I've seen, and the other box is like I have no idea what. Yeah, it is, these so. these Sony movies were really hard to mm. uh, digitize, so it might be a movie that I still have. Um, Happy End, Foxtrot. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think you have these. Mm. Uh, I haven't watched Marshall yet. Oh, The Pirates of Somalia. Did you watch that? Mm. Um, that was pretty good. Um, this body, it's sort of like, uh, almost famous, but instead of following a band around, he goes to Somalia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He follows the pirates in Somalia. Um, but it's pretty good. It's worth Mm -hmm. watching. Um, uh, Jane is an okay doc. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I thought it's monkeys. Yeah. It's monkeys. Uh, Marshall's not bad. Marshall, Marshall's a movie. You, you, it's, 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 it's an interesting story, um, on what he did to help the NAACP and stuff. Mm. So it's, you know, it's one of those. It's a true story. It's interesting. I can't believe it got it didn't get more press because it's you know black people, um, and not you know a slavery story or you know horrific what happens to black story. It's but it's a really it's a pretty it's pretty solid. Again. Same with like War Machine. It's very TV like that. You see that, and you're like, "This could be a really good TV movie." Why didn't they? But but again, why didn't they push it towards like NBC or ABC? Like why didn't they right. push this to Fox? They didn't have the money you know, for it or something. So, uh, did you watch Wind River? Oh yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. God, yeah, not nominated for a single thing, yeah. but it was fantastic. Very, 
and I don't really, I, I didn't get that even on the uh, music, um, because he does such a, you know, Nick Cave, this, you know, his music, the, the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal too. Um, Nick Cave, you know, I don't know. Did you um, watch, go on. No, no. And Did you watch Mother? I watched about 10 minutes of it. Okay. I was bored, and it's, it's him. I, I, but again, pneumonia, I was out of it on fucking meds, so I'm like, I don't want weird right now. How about, <laughs> so uh, I'll come back when I'm, when I'm sober. Even though I've been sober for three years, I'm like, when I'm not on medication and fucking copying my eyeballs off. Have you seen All I See Is You? I don't know that one. All I See Is You. I don't think I have it. Uh-uh. Um, it is uh, Blake Lively. Oh, she's, oh, yeah. She's that's blind. In the, that's in my pile. Yeah, she's blind. Yeah. Well, that and like the Lithgow movie. There's like about uh, seven or eight movies that are just like sitting there. How about Good Time? Good time. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't you didn't like it? it? Nah. Hmm. That's a... Uh, uh, Robert kid. Pattinson. Yeah. You watch the whole thing? Uh, about an hour or so of it. Huh. I was just totally not in, like I literally I was just, like I was just sitting there. It was a completely different movie, of course, but like the Florida Project. I'm like, is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? See, and, I like, thought a lot happened. No, these, yeah, these two guys. Like, these two. Yeah. Well, mo- mostly this guy. This guy is constantly faced with making a choice, right. and he continually chooses the wrong right. thing. And I understand why that yeah. character would make of that course. wrong choice. Because yeah, his brain really isn't there because of drugs right. and he's an and idiot. And things just keep going yeah. worse and worse yeah. and worse. So like, I just sat there and I was just like, but but again. I watched that movie with again, my mouth it, agape the right. entire time. But like, just going. like some arcs, I like it going up. That that arc is going down. Yeah, it's like he, down. Keeps, he, he just keeps doing dumber and yeah. dumb, like and weirder shit. And I was just like, yeah, I got to, I don't know. What would you think of downsizing? No, I didn't like that at all. Really? Yeah. I thought, not, it, I thought it was a good commentary on what... Not know. into it at all. It was just, uh... You know... I don't know. Should should he have the same vote as I do? I didn't give it... I didn't really get it that out of the movie. I just like... Well, because... You know. I mean, it's it's like... It does exactly what District 9 does. It makes commentary on what's happening today just in this fantasy world. Right. Um, yeah. Because does a illegal alien deserve the same vote that I do? Does a small person deserve the same vote that I do? Does a black person deserve the same vote as I? Okay, do? you got that out of it. Okay, like I, I, I mean, that's just the one scene. Right, but there is so there far. is this us and them, yeah. and um, then like obviously when you become us, when you become the small people, well, we're not we're no longer destroying the planet. Yeah, you are. So those people should suffer because right. the big ones are really destroying the planet. So I wish it did a little more of that, but it was just kind of like all of a sudden it was like all you know this perfect world. And then he goes on the train to the bad part of town, and you're like, "Oh, that soapbox again." So I just didn't. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. That kind of just like, boo, just right off the rails to me. I was just like, "Of course, there's going to be people living in poverty because there's always going to, you know, it's like no matter what, if you sell something, if you sell a house, like just like we just talked about the Big Short, if you sell a house and you make two hundred, you know, five hundred dollars commission, you're going to want to sell a lot of those homes." And eventually you're going to start selling to shitty people and you're going to have a shitty neighborhood. Right. And so downsizing to me, like kind of turned like it was like going on that really good roller coaster ride of like what you were saying. And then all of a sudden it veered off like, oh, there's poor people and they're living in such horrid place. Blah, blah. Right. Like, well, of course, because these fuckers, the big people are making commission off of every human being that they're downsizing. So all of a sudden, like, yeah, we're going to let in poor people. We're going to let in all right. shitholes. That's what I got out of it. And. But let me like yeah. there's two from a writing standpoint yeah. and a logistical standpoint in the story. Currently, uh, there are big corporations like General Motors and stuff mm-hmm. who um, 
basically like you go to work for them and they give you a house and mm-hmm. you know there's entire neighborhoods mm-hmm. that belong to general motors yeah. and people live and this is more common in other countries like japan where yeah. um, you you work and you live and you live in in i wouldn't say great conditions you're not on the top of the world right. but you live in very you acceptable live. very right. good conditions um for a middle class person yeah. and if downsizing in that utopia, that's mm-hmm. probably how it would have went because you would need happy, healthy maids and gardeners mm-hmm. to keep your super rich people right. happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you would have went down that path, then you lose you lose going down the dark side and why they ultimately then have to do what they do next. Mm-hmm. So what the writers chose to do was to go back 40 years and go to I owe my soul to the company store mm-hmm. and the coal mines, which were not favorable, you know, right. places to live. Right. You were working in a coal mine, and the and neighborhoods you lived in were were just horrendous. <laughs> right. And you got paid with company money, and then that drives their characters to do what they do next. Right. So, I I I wouldn't think I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's a movie I'm gonna you know really hmm. watch over. I was and expecting. Over. I probably would watch it again because I thought it had a really interesting commentary. Yeah. I I was expecting maybe a little like a different soapbox. Like it, it was like a really good idea, and then it just jumped onto a different soapbox, and I'm like, yeah. I was expecting fun. That, that's so, what I mean. But like that soapbox, it was kind of like, yeah, there's poor people in the world, and they're taking care of the rich. Right. right. So for 40 or 50 minutes and so many scenes of him going back and helping these poor people, like, that's great that you're doing this, but we don't need... But it's 50, also... We don't need, like, 50 minutes of this. We it's also an overall commentary of, like, it. there's nothing you can do. It never ends. There always has to be different social classes. Absolutely. Um, everybody can't have free education and make $15 an hour mm-hmm. because... Then there's no incentive to work harder and people start working less. And as soon as people start working less, now you have the dregs of society. And as soon as people start working harder, now you have people who are doing more. Mm -hmm. Okay, $15 an hour, but I'm going to work 60 hours a week now so I can make more money and get an even better car. But it does does work in a lot of countries, sir. Uh, Not really. Go to Norway. Uh, go to Sweden. Go to Finland. Okay. Go to Denmark. There's a, but <laughs> go to, go there's to a lot different, of places. Th- anyway. <laughs> yeah. So even though like we found the solution of we can all be small right. and now we're no we're, longer taxing we're, the we're system. We're using less resources um, because we're tiny. Right. But again, okay, so it still doesn't work. Right. Globally – if the entire planet made $15 an hour, had access to health insurance and access to education, mm-hmm. then the next thing is, I don't want to live. Norway is too cold. I want to live in California. Right. Of course. So I'm going to move there. So, well, now everybody can't live here. Right. Oh, so now we need to draw a line somehow. And so it nev- that's what I mean. It right. never works. Right. It does work in microcosms. Like – Costa Rica is a country that I visited, which has uh, free education. They have a very edu- highly educated population. They're unemployed mm-hmm. because they don't have jobs. Right. They have no military right. because they're bordering countries of Nicaragua and uh, right. Panama put them in no danger mm-hmm. and they're protected by the United States. They don't need a military so they can funnel that in education. Mm-hmm. But they have there's always no, drawbacks and there's always there's no there's job. A, there's an upside and there's a drawback. Right. To every. Yeah. So um, 
So yeah, like a movie like Downsizing. globally, yeah. globally, you just don't get a utopia, right? Because there, someone impossible. there's always something that somebody else wants. Right. Your wife is prettier. Why don't I have her? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get plastic surgery. I'm going to look prettier. That's always going to happen. But mm-hmm. downsizing, I think, I don't know. It's just some an of it was good, and some of it was bad, and I just like, I just really, eh, it just got so bogged down in the bad. Like you said, you thought it was going to be more of a fun movie. It started off real. Did you, fun? Did you watch? I haven't seen it yet. Suburbicon. That was the other Matt Damon movie that is Oh, no, like no, no. Suburbia. I really want to see that, yeah. Yeah, no, I want to like see it, too. Now. It sort of feels like a like horror Netflix. version yeah. of Downsizing. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the Mountain Between Us, have you seen that? No. That's a lot that's, of fun. Is um, that, wait, is that the chick flick? Uh, no. What is it? The Mountain Between Us. The guy from Molly's Game who plays her lawyer. Idris. Okay, he's in it. Oh, okay, the different movie. And... Um, Emma Thompson. Oh, no, totally different movie. Plane uh, Crash. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're survivors. They're survivors oh, of a plane oh, crash. Oh, no, I haven't. No, I did not see and, that. And yeah. um, you, look, you have to give it creative license. Yeah. Um, there's things that just couldn't possibly happen. Uh, but, like, there's – this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> there's a dog in the movie. Mm. And, like, almost like TV sitcom kids – the dog is there when they need him, and the dog is somehow gone. Oh, oh, oh yeah, like, of course. We don't need the dog in this scene, so right. we don't have to worry about right. the dog. And so the dog is very convenient, and it's just like, wouldn't the dog be starving by now? Anyway, no, it's, he's off eating, and he's not. Giving well, you, and that's giving the and that's part humans. of it, right? right? He he is he's killing birds and rabbits, <laughs> and, and he's shit. fine. <laughs> uh, and that's part of where you just let. I guess that's why the dog hasn't started to eat them yet. Right. Uh, anyway, it's it, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's enjoyable. But you have to give it creative license. Yeah. Uh, did I you watch? Just was in it, so I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I'll did see you watch uh, Hostels? Yes. What did you think? Loved you loved it. it. Oh yeah. Oh, that was shit. You're weird, man. That ending Some, is tacked on with the train there. Something like, wrong with you. don't worry about it. Something's wrong with you. I know. It's that. just so predictable. That. It's so. It's exactly oh, no. what. Okay. Uh, it no, was super. Uh, didn't like it. But okay. But at the same time, like I love him, and I liked the the. The cinematography and the directing, and the edit, like all the technical stuff that was with the movie, and I think some of the fight scenes were amazing. Um, I liked every, I liked, I, I liked it a lot. That and Wind River, very underrated movies. I'll give it to you on Wind River, but I don't know about yeah, you're the, weird. about Hostels. It and it's been a complete failure in the box office. Which one? Hostels. Well, yeah, because he's not Batman. Right. None of his movies have really done well with him not being Batman. But they spent, I think. Yeah, it's a big movie. It's been 150 million on it or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a big movie. It's, and it's, it's not doing. Oh, that. speaking of big movies, what about Netflix? I gave you my Netflix password. Have you? Used it did it? not work. I had to get my own Netflix. I did not type it. I got Netflix because I didn't want to call you at like three o'clock in the morning, and to oh. get your thing. So um, I'll get it now. Like I'm here. We'll, we'll. I'll get your code or whatever and try oh, it again. My it uh, my. Work. I gave it to my in laws. They're using it now yeah, as well. It didn't work. Um. Or I typed uh, it in wrong. I don't know. You and you must have entered it wrong because yeah. I texted it to you. Yeah, I, I texted know. it to you. So, um, uh, did you watch Bright? That was the big Christmas release no. by Netflix. No, um, it's I've been watching everything else. It's entertaining. And I've I've caught up on so much stuff and watched a couple of shows that you know you wouldn't believe that I watched and actually enjoyed. All right, we'll catch up. We'll get, jump into your shows in a moment. Um, Bright, you haven't watched. What about uh, Cloverfield Paradox? The big Super I Bowl it release. Yet. I mean that. 
just literally came out. So, I liked it. Oh, yeah. I, wa- I watched it. We watched. It I really like the Cloverfield stories, so this will be cool. Yeah, I th- it's uh, look. If you like aliens, anything with John Candy in the last movie, I mean, Jesus, uh, John Candy, uh, uh, Goodman, John Goodman, no, right. no, another big guy, but John Goodman is fucking phenomenal in the last one. Well, he's so. not in this. No, one. no, no, no. I know. But, um, like the, the story. If you, uh, if you like aliens, you'll yeah. like Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. Um, what shows have you been watching? <laughs> the Riverdale. The what? Riverdale. I don't even know what that is. It's a kid movie. It's like a teenage movie. That's a movie, not a show? No, it's a TV show. It's oh. a, it's on whatever Channel 5 is now. The W. Oh, the CW. CW or whatever. Uh, so... Anyway, it's on Netflix. And I started watching it. Because somebody was saying that it's it's good. It's, you know, it's fun or whatever. I watched like two episodes. I was totally fucking hooked. Okay. Totally cheesy. Real silly. It's based on the Archie comics. Oh. Um, it's like each person, you kind of like watching, you're like, oh, there's Jughead. Oh, there's something. Riverdale, yeah, and it's live action. Yeah, yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah, and it's like how many regular... is it done, or is it no, still it's being? Like, I think the fourth or fifth season's on right now. Yeah. It's a, that's the thing. It's a hit, and I'm like, I've never heard of it before. Hmm. And it's just one of those. Uh, you start watching, and you're like, this is really silly, and it's not that great. But I'm totally fucking hooked. I love the so... first season of Vampire Diaries. Yeah, um, no, yeah, it's like, it's first, like it's... first two seasons or yeah. so when we were dealing with kids in high school who mm-hmm. were who vampires were a real thing to them. I thought it was really cool, and then it became this cheesy soap opera. That's what um, happened with Supernatural. That's what happens to a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, like, they, I well, really, they find an audience and they start catering right. to it. I really liked the first season of Supernatural. I don't care for those two guys that much, and I'm like, wow, they can really make those two guys likable, mm-hmm. and they were interesting, weird stories. And then all of a sudden, it was soap opera, and I was just like. Yeah, love stories I like the first, and love triangles and all that kind of bullshit. I was like, no. I'm the done. first uh, few seasons of Pretty Little Liars was fantastic. Yeah, I've heard, yeah I, like, I want to Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, well, here's the show that you should watch if you never did, Desperate Housewives. Oh, I did. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the first two seasons. Okay. Well, I watched three I, episodes. We watched all of it. I watched three episodes it, of season it does three. Start and it was horrible. Honestly. It does start falling up. apart. Yeah. But uh, we were the so invested in The first season of Desperate Housewives. Is, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Pretty Little Liars is Teenage Desperate Housewives yeah. for a while. Right. Uh, but then, you know, they cater to their audience. Yeah. Uh, so what else are you watching? Uh, I watched Mindhunters twice. Yeah, Because it's so good fucking stuff. good. But there's, a lot, the next there's a lot there. Uh, especially, like, the episode, like, five or two, like, later into it. Once you start really knowing who and what they're trying to do, right. then it's, you know, a lot of these interviews and a lot of that kind of stuff, you're like, wow, we really need to watch that again. Um, the hell did I just watch? Uh, Narcos. I'm caught up on Narcos, yeah, which is ridiculously good, just mm-hmm. in a different fucking world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ozark. Holy mm-hmm. shit, Jason Bateman. Here we go. This is on record. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, this is on record. We're doing it's a only podcast. One season. This is the first show. This is how good Jason Bateman is as a producer, a director, and an actor. He got me to like Laura Linney. Okay. I've never fucking liked her on anything that she's ever done okay. and she's won awards she's been nominated can't stand her fucking love her in the show and i love that show that much right. so good it's you will you will shit your pants as an editor because it's so fucking fluid and so fucking quick there's not literally like one scene that's like wasted it moves it's like 10 episodes anybody else would have done 15 episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just like no we don't need that like keep going yeah and so it's it's really solid all the way around acting editing the, he directed a few of the shows um he's he's just in a different he's awesome i'll watch you know ozarks and narcos i'll start in the next couple weeks month maybe I ozark you'll watch those 10 episodes and seriously scream at the tv for more 
it's that good. Like yeah, you will be you will be hooked. And that's part of the reason I don't want to watch. Yeah, it. it's I, it's I, it's I, tough because like now season. I want to watch it again because I'm like fuck, I got to watch it again just because I like those I like this show so much. Narcos, um, whoever made that, like the the behind the scenes people, are they're in a different world. They're the Francis McDormand of like making shows because like, oh my god, you're making the most evil, despicable human beings. Inter- I like again, yeah. you're not rooting for the, the 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 bad people, right? But you're just fascinated right you know so it's a different form of like the godfather you're not rooting for these people you're just fascinated with their fucking stories and like narcos you're like holy shit right these are just some of the most evil despicable like just like you can't even believe they're even humans you can't believe that you're a human with that human on the planet and you're still interested in the show Uh, yeah a great villain you should be able to rewrite the script from the villain's story Mm mm-hmm and the audience is on board right. for him, and your previous hero is now the villain. Right. Which is why Negan is fantastic. Mm. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're not doing a really good job. Well, it kind of felt they, – they should not have had – again, I mean, to go to Negan real quick with Walking Dead, um, he should have been on, like, five shows. Right. And then just killed him off, or he should They should have killed him when they had the chance. Or, I mean, or, you, you, can't or, give, you can't give your hero – and this is a problem with a lot of – it was a problem with a lot of Batman movies. You can't – give your villain the opportunity to kill your hero or hero or kill the villain and not villain and not take it. Yeah. You can't put them in the same room together. But he should have been a guest. He should have been guns. a guest star. He should not have been a star. Um, and I love him as an actor. I love the character, but yeah, he should have come in for five or six episodes. He should have gone off. They should have formed a little posse gone after him. And there's like a two or three episode war and that's it. You're done. And now it's like season two and you're like, I'm done with the storyline completely. And don't yeah. really care. Now it's it, The Walking Dead this season so far has turned into a horror movie that I don't care about. Any, like, I want them all to die. I don't care. Anymore. I agree with you. I don't you know? And I'm like, God, the first five or six years. Oh my God. Up until yeah. Glenn, up until yeah. Negan bashing him in the yeah. head, we were invested. That's all yeah. we talked about. That say so it was yeah. who shot JR again. Yeah. I mean, who's Negan going to kill? Right. And then, then he did it. Like, and then they went kind of like, wow. way downhill from that but, yeah, moment but like, forward. But like, for, yeah, from then till now. It's been what like twenty episodes, and you're like, there should no, be, it there hasn't. Should be it's five. been sixteen. Well, or, okay, yeah. I guess it's close. To no, but like there, there's eight more coming. I know at the end of February, February, March. Oh, so it's only been wait yeah. I don't know how many. episodes. So no, Glenn been. was last season. That's the whole thing. And then there's been eight episodes now, and there's eight more episodes to finish out this season. Yeah, and Negan's in all of them, and you're just yeah. sitting there, you're like, Ugh, I just don't fucking know. Kill I, him I took it. I this is how bad it went. I removed it from the DVR. Yeah. I'm no longer I'm really recording that close. or watching Walking but, Dead anymore. But which is kind of cool is uh, Scott Gimple has been taken away. He's not the showrunner. Um, and they brought in two new writers. No, they no, no. needed no. to do but something. They, but they brought in two new writers because of that. I think they kind of like, here's Negan. And you're like, right, that's five or six shows, not 16. So it's condensed move. Like, like I said, back yeah. to Ozark. Ozark. Uh, S.A. Morales is the bad guy. Unbelievable actor. Unbelievable character. He's in two or three minutes here. Three or four minutes there. Four or five minutes here. There's not like a whole fucking episode with him in it. Mm. Or there's not like these, you know, existential scenes with him eating. You're just like, we don't care. (laughs) It doesn't do anything to the fucking story. And that's what Walking Dead is like turned into. You're like, I don't care about these people because you just, you literally just, Completely changed the first six or seven ep- uh, seasons. Right, they're totally different now. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Scott's gone, new writers, a new person running the show. Hopefully it'll speed up again and go back to some kind of character development that you care about. And it's like, just do something with that. Um, but yeah, by losing Glenn, it really the, hurt. I um, The greatest thing would have been uh, killing Rick and wrapping those people up into Negan's world. And we start to follow. This. I think that's what the comic book did. Okay, because like, I don't know. That I don't for me, the, I don't like, read the comic book either. So it's like a lot of the people a, a that dead read, Rick, and yeah. then having some of our likable characters that are left, you know, becoming part of Negan's world, right? And then going on Negan as the hero on mm-hmm. his journey, mm-hmm. um, and making yeah, him like would have been great, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, they, and this is probably a producer's a network production note of just wanting to keep you know, Glenn or not Glenn. Uh, Rick and Daryl around forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Daryl should have died probably well, two Darryl seasons wasn't even ago. In the comics. So I mean, that's, right. that's why it's like they can kind of. But do I mean, Daryl, like Daryl, can do anything what they want with him now because you know he was you know Daryl. Clearly, Rick has run his course. Daryl has run his course. I mean, they missed the opportunity for Carl to have stepped up and taken over for Rick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Michonne, Michonne mm-hmm. was in such a fantastic position to just be this, this amazing assassin. Mm -hmm. And now she's like this watered down Rick's girlfriend. Right. And Carol was probably the most complex, best character of all to go from that woman who, you know, the beaten wife to an assassin. And now she's like this weird beaten wife again. And I know that Ezekiel is in the comic books, but like Ezekiel is so comic booky, yeah. Like he's so that whole world weird, which is fine for for a piece of an episode, and right. then they gave him three episodes. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I would have liked to have yeah. like Rick's world and Ponderosa, whatever the hell it is, just go away. They become Negan, and we become part of Negan's world, and then maybe we learn about this Ezekiel guy, and now there's, there's a, a war there, war. right? Yeah. And I cannot figure out why in the world trash people exist at all. Um, <laughs> like uh, what what their point in my story? I you know I'm just like yeah. I it's and everybody wants them, and you're like why there's like twenty of them in each scene, and you're like and then somehow in like that battle scene there's like three hundred. Right? Like, Where the fuck did they all come from? And do you have so, yeah. to downgrade your education and talk like them to hang out with yes. them? Like what is the yeah, deal there? No, yeah, there's no. It's only been four years. Yeah. Like that. how they talk the way they talk, I don't. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's it's really really strange that it's such a great. No, it's been like start. four or five years because uh, yeah. the daughter, yeah. the uh, the little yeah. his, the baby. I mean, yeah, they they had to. You know, yeah, the kids were growing to, up. So yeah, we've got to be at like four years. Baby. Four years in there. We can't do Lisa right. and Bart. You know, right. that's a cartoon. <laughs> they can say episodes. the same. Supposedly, uh, didn't they say like Bart's going to like grow a year, or he's going to a different grade in like three years? <laughs> Um, I'm like that's great. That's well, South fun. Park did that that's too. Funny. Yeah, the kids went hilarious. from the fourth One grade, grade to the, next to the grade. fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that's funny, right? But they're the same. They, they look the same. Yeah, they look the same. <laughs> well, they only they've only aged six months. Yeah, and it's been on for fifteen. What Simpsons been on for twenty five years? Yeah. Well, unlike the Simpsons, I mean, South Park only does uh, sixteen episodes yeah, a year or bad. eight episodes a year or yeah. something. Um, so uh, really quick because yeah. uh, we've been at it for. God. Well, it's hour, been a while. Hour 42. Uh, I'm watching, uh, I just finished watching episodes, the Showtime show. 
No, I, I recommend that no. with Matt LeBlanc. I thought it was great. I'm watching Blue Mountain State, which was the Spike show. Mm. Uh, it's a half hour comedy about frat houses and football, and it's oh, just shit. American Pie. I think it was on Spike. Wow! Basically, it's if Friday Night Lights was a half hour ridiculous comedy. Okay. Here's the level of ridiculousness. Oh. Um, the uh, the guys they are wearing jock straps have to hold an Oreo cookie between the cracks of their ass and run down the football field, and the loser has to eat the cookie. Um, these this are the is re- your show. This it's is, this, it's. Re- I think they wrote it for you. Yeah, I, totally. It yeah. is ridiculously funny. Yeah. Um, Not really, but no. Just filled with just silly Van Wilder American Pie humor. Um, so I'm watching that. Uh, I'm watch- Oh, I restarted watching Frasier. Fantastic oh, yeah. oh, again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're still watching Friends. Um, what else is there? Is it you, did you ever get into Shit's Creek? No, you, you but it, watch, I, it's in my queue. You need to Shit's watch Creek it. is in my queue. Star Trek Next Generation is in my queue because people tell me that one's Shit's good. Creek. Some um, of the scenes, um, you'll laugh so hard you'll have to stop rewind because they are just magical. I mean, they're just like it looks good. It's, it's just it, it, she. It, I have no clue why she never worked more. It had to be her. It had to be her agent. Well, Schitt's Creek is still on the air. No, yeah, but yeah. It, it's pop TV. It's very little. And right. Even like film. It's like if you think about her movies, you're like Beetlejuice, and that was 30 right. fucking years ago. And like, she, yeah, she works. But, you know, anyway, um, Schitt's Creek, you have to watch. Is it who? Gina Davis? Who are you no, talking about? Um, uh, the redhead. The mom. I can't even think of her name. Uh, um, Best in show, like all those people. Uh, so, oh, Big Mouth is another one that I'm watching, which is a Netflix original, 10 episodes, cartoon. Oh, oh, oh um, okay, yeah, Nick Kroll. Okay, yeah. Nick Kroll, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I want to see that. First episode is totally crude. Second episode, uh, The Girl Gets Her Period. It's crude. The whole show is crude. Yeah. But The Girl Gets Her Period, and they're like, it's endearing. There's, there is... Like Masters of None. There's emotion behind it. There's like there's something. There's mm-hmm. more than just comedy behind right. it. And third episode or fourth episode, they deal with homosexuality in a fantastic way. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away. Like I'm I'm I six episodes see, yeah. in. It is yeah. by all means crude yeah. as can be. Yeah. But uh, the movie, the show's got heart. It's got a lot. Well, of Well, it's good because like Aziz, Aziz's show, Masters of None, isn't crude necessarily. But they throw out some serious fucking social issues, and it's really cool mm, to I do it. Watch that. Yeah, like the first, like I only saw the first season. I watched the first episode of the second season, um, but the first season, like some of these shows, you're like, damn, like this is re- like really funny, really awkward, but really like just poignant. Like you just sit there and you're like, wow, that's something that you don't really see on TV much. Mm. So like Nick, like you said, period. They don't talk about periods that much on TV ever, and it could be even one of those like, whoa, we don't talk about you know things for whatever reason right um which doesn't make any sense because half your audience or more is women and they go through this shit once a month no matter what right um but yeah it's it's one of those things like very different very odd stories um and they do it very it's aziz if you like aziz you definitely see it even if you don't really like aziz uh see it anyway still no but it's still one of those things like you might like him because of the show because he is really fucking good all right i mean nick roll i'll see i mean yeah I've always liked Nick Roll. He's he's a very strange looking man, and he's very funny. So it's a good show. Mouth, yeah. All right. Uh, so wrapping things up here, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with those. we're gonna wrap up. Yeah, that's where oh, we're okay. gonna end it. Where do you have something else? No, do you have I something don't. else you want to add? Uh, I'm Vince Roca. I, I am Martin Bailey. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.